minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Thursday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
מתוך הלב והנשמה, כך בעצם אני מחבק אותך בחזרה.
רגע קטן, שבן רגע חולה, אין לך רגע למצמץ, רק תלך שכולם הולכים. מי בכלל לא יכבע, מה אומרים אנשים?
Jam in the AM. Derech Achim, great song, Lachadodi, off of their Mayim Rabin collection here on a Thursday morning broadcast. Thanks for tuning in. Jam in the AM for a Thursday. Shlomo Simcha before that with Tatan You. You heard Kmo Eish, a title track from Avi Peretz. Avremel had Anishar, the Nigun done by Amram Adar, Mordechai Shapiro's Kula Mahuvim, and of course, Regesh with Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. It's Thursday, and this November the 9th of 2017, day 20 in the month of Mar Cheshvan, the year 5778. Tavshin Ayn Ches. Those of you leaving for um, Parashat Chaye yeah, this would be the last opportunity. I guess early this afternoon would be the last opportunity to really get there with, um, you know, reasonable amount of time, <laughs> within a reasonable amount of time. Uh, so if you're leaving for Parashat Chayi Sarat to spend Shabbat in Hebron, enjoy. It's an amazing experience. 44 degrees outside with partly cloudy weather and a high of 54. Partly cloudy tonight, low 37. Wow. Tomorrow's sunshine, a high 38 tomorrow? Oh, my gosh. I actually have to take out a winter coat now? This is how I discover it. You'd think I would have realized this before since I wrote the weathercast. <laughs> I didn't catch it. <laughs> 67 right now in Yerushalayim. That sounds better. 44 here in New York City as we say good morning at JM and the AM. You can comment on our app. Go to the uh, Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone. Comment away. Let us know what's going on. 79 years ago. Today, November the 9th of 1938, Kristallnacht, 79 years ago today. If you're not familiar with it, or if you're going to be with a group of people today, including students, if you're a teacher, if you're a principal, if you're a Rebbe, uh, if you're going to be with people who likely don't know what it is, uh, it's good to keep it in mind and to educate those around you. Kristallnacht, 79 years ago today, 1938. Yeah. As I said during bonus JM a little while ago, the changes in the fate of the Jewish people is just astounding. Just astounding. And now in the majority of the world, we get to enjoy... Well, Is majority the right way of putting it? I think so. In, in most... Well, certainly in right... In, in civilized societies, we have an opportunity to uh, enjoy life wherever we want, mostly because of the presence of the IDF and the strength of the IDF and the reputation of the IDF, but that is for another time. Thursday morning broadcast, it's JM in the AM at 27 minutes before 7 o'clock. Uh, full day, as you can imagine. Today's a big, big network day. Thursday always is. Today's no exception, so uh, there's plenty going on. Just leave it where you have it all day long. Simple as that. If you're on your computer now, you're on your phone, uh, you call the listen line, you're listening on the app, it's in your car. Wherever you are, make sure you have our network with you all through the day. You'll be glad you did. Plenty more coming up. It is, like I say, a, a Thursday morning broadcast, the start of an amazing day of programming for us at the Nahum Single Network right here at JM in the AM. Lying in my bed, his words running through my head. 
توی دالش ما ای زایی خیل زایی خیل دواری مربه ای کال و ای سک توی رالش ما ای زایی خیل زایی خیل دواری مربه ای کال و ای سک توی رالش ما
J.M. in the A.M. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world on the web at NachumSegal.com, on the NachumSegal Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. And, um... That is Simcha Liner with Kanfeinish Sharim. Here at JM in the AM. Uh, before that, you heard the um, uh, Kadai song from Yaakov Shweki. Lipa had Kavodo. Ivri Anochi was Benny Friedman by request on our app. Uri Davidi with Anna Shema. A Better Me, that was Eighth Day by request on our app. Uh, 9th of November, the 20th of Marcheshvan, Parashat Chaye Sarah is coming up. If you're on your way to Hebron for Shabbat, enjoy. It's an amazing experience. Enjoy. Um, trying to see what else we have here. Plenty more coming up. It's a Thursday. You know what that means. It means a full schedule. <laughs> Those of you who um, who are curious about what Michael Fragan and Phil Goldfeder have to say about all the elections that took place this week, spin class starts at 9.30 Eastern time right here today on the Nahum Segal Network. Galay Tzal, Israel Army Radio. 2 p.m. newscast for a Thursday is next. Boker Tov from Jamia. Leitzal Ashaa 2, Kanran Yevnai, Ima Shekorei Akshav. Sarat Ha'atradot Aminiyot, Mitlonen Trefiit, Neged Ashadran Gabi Gazit, Katavtenu Ada Ashtayv. Me'az Shechaspa Dana Weiss, Etinyan Haneshikot Alapay, Shel Gabi Gazit, Holchot Umitrabot Ha'eduyot Negedo. Bidegale Tzal, Adko, Arba Eduyot, Kula Nashim, Shavdo Yim Gazit Betkufot Chonot. Shalosh Mehen, Avdo Ito Bashanim Ha'achronot, Ve'en Toanot, כי גזית ביצה בהן מעשים מגונים כשנגע בגופן, לא רק נשק על הפה. אחת גם סיפרה כי הוא נגע בעברים מוצנעים מאוד בגופה, והיא מוכנה להעיד נגדו. ומנכ"ל רדיו 103 אור צלקובניק אומר כי יערוך בדיקה מעמיקה בעניינו של גזית, ומהתחנה נמסר כי היא מגנה בכל לשון הטרדות ותקיפות מיניות, ורואה במאבק בתופעה חשיבות עליונה. הרמטכ"ל לשעבר בני גנץ התייחס לחקירות ראש הממשלה בפרשות אלף ואלפיים ואמר אני מקווה שהחקירה תסתיים במהירות. אני מקווה שהחקירה תתקדם מהר ותסתיים מהר. שייתן איזושהי כותרת שהוא רוצה לתחושות שלו שאף אחד פה לא מחובר בשום מעשה שחיתות אבל אם כן כדאי מאוד מאוד לברר את זה עמוק, מהר וחד בחמאס מגיבים על חידוש התיאום הביטחוני בין ישראל לרשות הפלסטינית ואומרים כי הדבר יסכן את הזכות למאבק חמוש. כתבנו ג'קי חוגי. אחד מדוברי חמאס בעזה, פאוזי ברהום. אנו מתפלאים מחידוש התיאום הביטחוני עם האויב הציוני. התיאום הזה הוא הסכנה הגדולה ביותר לעמנו ולאחדותנו. הוא גם סכנה לזכויות הלגיטימיות שלו, בראשן הזכות למאבק חמוש. אבו מאזן הקפיא את התיאום הביטחוני עם ישראל באירועי הר הבית ביולי, ובאחרונה החזיר את המצב לקדמותו. הדובר מחמאס חתם את דבריו במילים, התיאום של הרשות עם ישראל הוא נזק לשמו הטוב של עמנו. יושב ראש הקואליציה דוד ביטן מצהיר כי הגיש הצעת חוק נגד הקלטות סתר. הוא דיבר בתוכניתנו מצד שני עם יועז הנדל וניצן הורוביץ. יש למשל הצעת חוק שאני עצרתי, למרות שרציתי לעשות אותה לפני שנה ומשהו, שקשורה לכך שהקלטה של אדם תעשה רק בהסכמתו. וזה שתיק 2000, יש פה עניין של הקלטות, אז עצרתי את זה. אבל היום המשל החקירה הולכת להסתיים, אז אני כן אגיש את הצעת חוק. בדימונה כתב אישום נגד העבריין ששדד קשישה בתחילת השבוע, כתבנו רמי שני. כתב האישום שהוגש היום נגד עבריין תושב העיר, 
מפרט את האופן שבו הוא תקף את האישה וגרם לפציעתה לאחר שחטף ממנה את כספה. דניס ברודובסקי עקב אחר האישה בלכתה לביתה עם שקית בה החזיקה אלפיים שקלים במזומן. הוא תקף אותה, גרם לנפילתה במדרגות וחטף ממנה את שקית הכסף. האישה אושפזה אחר כך במרכז הרפואי סורוקה בבאר שבע כשהיא סובלת משבר באגן וחבלות בראשה. והפרקליטות בדרום מבקשת לעצור את החשוד עד תום ההליכים. מזג האוויר לסוף השבוע מעוניין חלקית ללא שינוי ניכר, מחר צפוי טפטוף, בראשון צפויה כבר התחממות. אלה החדשות שעורכת ענבר טוויזר. J.M. and the A.M. on this Thursday, November the 9th of 2017. On November 9th of 1938, Nazi propagandist Joseph Goebbels ordered violent reprisals <clears throat> against Jews for the killing of German diplomat Ernst von Roth by Herschel Greenspan, a Jewish teenager who escaped to Paris. In just a few hours, more than 1,600 synagogues were ransacked and went up in flames, leaving 91 Jewish dead and over 30,000 deportations to German concentration camps. The night came to be known as Kristallnacht, the night of broken glass. We remember 79 years later, Kristallnacht, November the 9th of 1938. When late at night I was walking down the Hermon I walked down the holy mountain Down in the valley On a very dangerous mission And I couldn't think of anything else to say Gam ki eilef Even I walk in the valley of death I don't fear evil I know you are with me And he was singing my melody So friends, whenever I sing this melody I see this holy soldier walking down All the angels, Abraham, Isaac and Jacob Walking behind him Mashiach in front, Ilya Novi on the side Six million behind them Join me softly Come
שנים קורבות, אחרי הרבה תפילות, עולים כולם לכאן, פה לארץ האבות, מצפון ומדרום, ממזרח ומהים, כל שופר עכשיו נשבע, ישראל עכשיו מוכרח. in the AM, Achim Banefesh, that's uh, Avramel, of course, Avram Fried, Mordechai and David before that with Hevron. You know why we're playing that. A lot of people leaving the New York area and other places around the world for uh, for Israel today uh, to spend um, Shabbat Chayei Sarah in Hevron, which is always an amazing experience. I will not be there this year. There will be a couple of um, members of the Siegel family there. I am proud to say, and those of you out there who uh, have had the experience and how valuable it is, simply amazing. Gamki Eilech, Shlomo Kalbach, after our very quick, unfortunately, review of why this day has significance. November the 9th, the 79th anniversary, 79th year since Kristallnacht, if you go back to November the 9th of 1938. And those of you out there who are principals and teachers and uh, Morim, Morot, Rebis, Rabbeim, make sure the next generation knows that there are some significant dates on our calendar, November the 9th being one of them. It is a totally different world these days, 79 years later, and for most of us, uh, we've got to appreciate it. There are people in difficult circumstances when it comes to where they live as Jewish people, but the majority uh, of us are uh, able to live in freedom in civilized society. And that has to be acknowledged on this day, 79 years later. 20 minutes after the hour, it's JM in the AM. Big thank you to our friends at Bedford on Park. Those of you who haven't seen the video yet, I think it goes up today. I don't think we actually posted it yesterday. It'll go up today on our Facebook page, simply entitled Nahum Siegel Network. Our um, reminder to the entire uh, community to get those uh, reservations in for your corporate parties at the end of 2017. A lot of people making holiday parties and Hanukkah celebrations for their staff or their colleagues for their clients. Bedford-on-Park is an amazing location in the northwest corner of 34th Street and Park Avenue in New York City, right in the middle of Manhattan. So the location is great. By the way, Bedford-on-Park opened this Saturday night now. That's right. They're open on Saturday night because we've changed the clock. Keep that in mind. They are open this Saturday night. They're also open Thanksgiving for your delicious Thanksgiving dinner. Check it out. Great menu. 
delicious food under the leadership of Chef Alex. They're at 61 East 34th Street, can accommodate up to 150 people. They have a great party room, perfect size for a wonderful Shevabrachus. They really they have it all, plus the location at uh, 34th and Park is amazing. Go to bedfordkitchen.com, bedfordkitchen.com. Again, Bedford on Park, right in the middle of Manhattan, is where you want to make your corporate holiday party and your Hanukkah celebration. Make the reservation today. Tell them you heard about it here on JM in the AM. 44 degrees, partly cloudy, a high temperature of 54. Coming up, we'll speak with our friends from A&H. Abels and Hyman have their big contest coming up on Tuesday for the best-dressed kosher hot dog. That's a lot of fun. We'll be doing that. By the way, I note uh, to those of you who are still listening to us on the JM in the AM app, that app is going to be obsolete very, very soon. You want to make sure to switch and install the Nahum Siegel Network app. Make sure to switch and install the Nahum Siegel Network app that's the way you'll make sure to have uninterrupted service each and every day when you tune in. So, again, it's Nahum Siegel Network. That's the app that you want. If you search for it on your phone, chances are it's the first thing that will come up when you uh, punch in the words Nahum Siegel. A big day for us here, as you would imagine, on the, the Nahum Siegel Network. Uh, Charlie Harari with Unlocking Greatness at 9 a.m. Spin class with Michael Fragan and Phil Goldfeder at 9.30. They call today's show Unpacking Election Day 2017. Jew in the City Speaks with Allison Joseph. She'll be uh, with us at 10 o'clock, and that's life with Miriam L. Wallach with Team Yachad running coach, Coach Jazz. Uh, she'll join to talk about Team Yachad and an update on their run, plus some running tips, etc., etc. So a big exercise-themed show coming up at 10.30. Live lunch, I'll uh, host that starting at 11 o'clock. And then Throwback Thursday is from 2006 and features a conversation I had with Rebetzin Jungreis of Blessed Memory. Don't forget the Arab Shabbos show with Mark Zomik begins at 7 p.m. Brought to you by our friends at Kedem. It's an amazing brand new show, always uh, designated for the specific week that they're in. You're going to want to make sure and tune in starting at 7 o'clock Eastern time tonight. Uh, make sure to be uh, listening when Mark Zomik presents the Arab Shabbos show again. That uh, is courtesy of our friends at Kedem. More coming up. It is, in fact, a Thursday morning broadcast here at JM in the AM.
JM the AM, the PSS Nanigun, as it's called, from Derek Achim here at JM the AM. They continue to impress all the way from South Africa to our international audience. Thursday morning, JM the AM with a big Mazel Tov wish going out to the Felsinger family and the Newworth family. The big wedding is tonight, Mazel Tov, to um, Huvi and Svi from all of us here at JM and the AM, and a special Mazel Tov, of course. To Hope and Stanley Felsinger and the entire family down in Lakewood, New Jersey. We say Mazal Tov from all of us here at JM in the AM. Tomorrow, by the way, Veterans Day is observed in uh, New York City. So tomorrow, alternate side of the street parking regulations are suspended. And I know that that message helps a lot of New Yorkers who are tuned in. So keep that in mind. Important message from all of us here at uh, JM and the AM, that's for sure. Uh, Rabbi Shlomo Kalbach's Yardside Weekend happens this weekend, including the big concert that's happening Saturday night at the Westside Institutional Synagogue. This year it'll star uh, Yehuda Green, Eitan Katz, Rilly Williger, Shlaimi Dax, Zevi Muller, Musical Avdallah with Chaim Kiss. All the Westside Institutional Synagogue concert begins at 930 Information, thekalbachshul.org. Thekalbachshul.org. Bear Hagola presents a night of hilarious comedy this coming Saturday night with an um, elaborate buffet dinner and gala Chinese auction, all happening at the Grala Great Hall on Louisiana Avenue in Brooklyn, New York. Show starts at 9.30. There's valet parking. They ask you to bring your friends and enjoy. Information, 718 642 6,800 for Bear Argola, 718-642-6,800. Rabbi Yaakov Glasser is the guest lecturer at the Talmud Torah of Flatbush this coming Saturday night. This is a lecture series that always gets an amazing crowd. And his topic this week, I think, will get an even larger crowd than usual. Rabbi Yaakov Glasser, who's an incredible speaker, speaks Saturday night at 8.15 at the Talmud Torah of Flatbush on Coney Island Avenue. The topic is Ascending the Har Habayit in History, Halacha, and Hashkafa. Rabbi Yaakov Glasser is there this coming Saturday night. The Congregation Talmud Torah of Flatbush is 1305 Coney Island Avenue, between avenues I and J in Brooklyn, New York. I am highly recommending that lecture. Sunday night, NCSY has their incredible gala at the Cradle of Aviation Museum. Rabbi Sobolovsky will be giving a shear at 4 o'clock. Then the Benzakai uh, Annual Society Induction Ceremony, and then the program. Mazal Tov to all the honorees, including Serena and Ryamosha Benevitz, Sharona and Jeffrey Weinberg, Esti and Benjamin Kamenetsky, and Julia and Joe Macy of Blessed Memory. Uh, they are um, all being recognized Sunday night at the big NCSY gala. And we say Mazal Tov from all of us here at JM in the AM. And a reminder, Rabbi Gifter was on the other day. We spoke about the uh, Chai, or the Derechayim auction, actually. We spoke about the Derechayim Yeshiva auction coming up on Sunday with a full slate of activities for the entire family and all the gifts that you get just for purchasing tickets to the event. It's pretty cool. It's called Waves of Joy. And if you go to joyauction.org, joyauction.org, you can get information about the auction, and you could actually support the organization and participate in the auction from, you know, anywhere, from the entire world. Joyauction.org gets the info you need to participate in uh, the yeshiva auction. 
Thursday morning broadcast. It's JM in the AM. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words. Zechanishmas Harav Zeb and Yosef Alevi. And Zechanishmas Esther Basar Yosef Alevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. Chavivadam Shenivra B'Tselem. A person is precious, endeared, because we were created in the image of God. The great Gon Ravaran Kotler, the Rosh Hashiva of Lakewood, explains that the Chavivus of a person is the fact that it was created in the image of Hashem. There is an additional Mila that we all have, and that is that we are called Banim Lamakom. We are children to Hashem. It comes to teach us that if a person does not have Derech Eretz, that if we don't have that respect, then we do not have that special dearness, but still we are called Banim Lamakom, children to Hashem. One of the students of the great Altar of Slabotka walked around in shoes that were not shined properly. The Altar rebuked this particular Bachar. He said to him, Is this the way that you relate to people? You have to understand with whom you're dealing. You are dealing with a Tzedem someone created in the image of God. Whoever is Pogea, whoever insults another person, it's like he's Pogea in the Shekhinah Kedosha. Only after we're aware of this fact can we appreciate how important it is to be medaktek, to be so careful in everything that we do. Rabbi Yehuda Leib Chasman once said, what is the tova? What is the great favor that Hashem let us know this? And he answers by a way of a mushal. There were two lonely anim, poor people. They went from door to door to collect charity. One day, someone put a treasure underneath the oven of one of the anim without his knowledge. As long as the poor man doesn't know about it, he has no advantage over his friend. He'll remain poor. He'll starve for bread, just like the other poor man. However, as soon as he finds out about it, he turns into a wealthy man and he shakes off the chains of poverty. The difference between the person that knows and the one that doesn't is the difference between poverty and great riches. That's why Hashem let us know that we were created in the image of God. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day.
היה ועבר, עוד לא קרה שיום חזר. מה שהיה, היה ונגמר, מה שיהיה זה כל מה שנשאר. מה שהיה, תם ונשלם, אתה כבר לא הולך לשם. מה שהיה, היה ונסגר, מה שפתוח זה רק Mordechai Shapiro, of course, that's Machar. Thursday morning at 21 minutes before 8 o'clock. New York City, speaking to you from uh, the NSN headquarters. And I thank all of you for tuning in from around the world. Big hello to those who are uh, heading to the airport soon to uh, go to Israel, to fly to Israel for uh, a Shabbat Chaye Sarah in Hebron. It's pretty amazing, pretty incredible, and I am jealous of those who are making the journey later. I've done that before, where we left on Thursday and spent Shabbat in Hebron. Pretty amazing. Uh, well, as you know, Tuesday's a big day. Uh, Tuesday, we will be live. You'll be watching it on our Facebook page, Nahum Siegel Network. Uh, we'll be live from Kosher Fest. Why? Because we are part of what A&H has designated as the first ever Kosher Best Dressed Hot Dog Contest at 2 o'clock Eastern Time. On Tuesday, I'll be there, and I'll be uh, hosting um, what's going to be a very interesting competition with a really nice cash prize and trophy, by the way, happening at the Meadowlands Exposition Center this Tuesday at 2 p.m. Seth Levitt, of course, is the CEO of uh, Abels and Hyman, A&H, as we call it, and we have a special guest with us in addition to Seth, and that is uh, Hani Applebaum. Hani is known, not only is she one of the event judges for this coming Tuesday. She's known as Busy in Brooklyn. A lot of people in our audience know about busyinbrooklyn.com. Seth Levitt, first you. Welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you. Good morning. A pleasure to speak to you again. And Hani Applebaum, Busy in Brooklyn. Welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you. Hani, a lot of our listeners are already familiar with what's going to happen on Tuesday. The judges are going to be looking for the best dressed hot dog at the A&H booth 
at Kosher Fest. Have you given any thought as to what might go into your evaluation of a best dressed hot dog? Um, well, I've judged a lot of top competitions in my day. <laughs> um, that's the hottest thing now. So uh, everyone seems to be doing it as um, for fundraisers and things. So the judges always uh, they always judge it based on creativity. Right. Um, creativity based on taste and based on appearance. So right. we'll basically be testing it based on those three things. Do you think there's a lot of versatility? Do you think that with a simple hot dog, and I assume a hot dog bun, one can be very creative and create something that will amaze all of us? Absolutely. I think that the, uh, you, you know, there's no end to how creative you can get. I actually have a very, I'm working on my cookbook right now. Um, which is coming out in May, being published by Art Scroll, and um, I actually have a really cool hot dog topping that's going into my meat chapter. So <laughs> very, I can't, I can't say what it is, but it's very cool. Yeah, we don't want anybody lifting your recipe right now. That wouldn't be fair on <laughs> Tuesday, would it? Uh, <laughs> Seth, is this what you had in mind that experts like Khani would be looking for all this creativity, and no doubt would decide at the end of the contest? Uh, a winner of all the different people who are being creative on Tuesday. Without a doubt. I've worked with Hani in the past, and she's developed recipes for us um, uh, with our salamis, uh, with our hot dogs, and she's just wonderful. You know, I think creative when it comes to a best-dressed hot dog might just be a combination of ketchup and mustard, but Hani, I have to be, I have to think a lot more, <laughs> a lot more in depth than just that, right? Oh, yeah. It's yeah. good. By yeah. the way, it's good that a guy like me is hosting the event and describing what's going on because I'll really be amazed by every innovation that the uh, that the contestants introduce. Yes, and they also have really great judges that, I mean, uh, great contestants, right. I should say, that um, are, I mean, I, I know that I'm going to see some creative things. From yeah, that's so. true. Yeah, we have a lot of people, some of them I think are, are, are people you would call colleagues who are going to be involved. Seth, is the uh, collection or the uh, combination of contestants complete. Do we have every slot taken for Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern time? I believe there's still one open slot, okay. uh, and we are uh, looking to fill it. Uh, we will have it filled by uh, the 10th, Friday. Um, oh, that's tomorrow. And, yeah, and then we're good to go for Tuesday. And uh, I'm right. Uh, I, I will confirm that I'm right, that it's a combination of what we would call regular, you know, Regular chefs and those who have uh, cre have uh, established a reputation in our community for being expert chefs, right? Well, it would be uh, regular chefs and food bloggers. Food bloggers. Uh, the that's contest right. is open to everybody. Right. Um, uh, so it was, uh, you know, we, we chose, we selected, we're selecting people randomly, and um, it's going to just really be exciting to see what people can create with, uh, like you said, a simple hot dog and a bun. Yeah. By the way, Khan, there's like two contests going on at once because one obviously is to be the most creative. But in addition, one is sort of like, you know, you're taking on the, the, the regular people out there who are going to be, you know, on the panel are taking on some of the people that, you know, spend their whole day when it comes to kosher food. So really two levels yeah. of competing going on at the same time. Very true. By the way, one of the concepts that has uh, been introduced by A&H is that um, any parv item that, that they find in the room, and everybody on this call knows that that room on Tuesday is quite a large room, any parv item that they find in the room is eligible to be on the hot dog. So that could be, it could get very, very interesting. And remember, taste is a, an important criteria. 
So it's not like you can just dress it up to make it look good. You also have to make sure the judges enjoy what it tastes like. So, you know, that balance is going to be very interesting to watch. Correct. Yes, I've definitely, uh, like I said, I, I've done a lot of top um, competitions. This last week I did uh, doing the cities event. Ah. And, um, heard that was great. Yeah, I've, what? I heard that was great. Yes, it was a lot of fun. Um, so, I mean, I've tasted some really bad dishes. <laughs> um, but I've also tasted some really, like, things that I, I, I didn't expect to be so good. So <laughs> Wait a second. Tell me about some of the bad ones. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, some really undercooked meat. Um, <laughs> no, but also very greasy food. Um, Seth, we better make sure that these hot dogs are cooked to perfection that day, if you know well, what I mean. Well, we will be responsible for cooking hot dogs. I don't think you can die undercooked hot dog. What did you say, Khadi? I don't think you can die from undercooked hot dog. <laughs> you can't die from undercooked hot dog. Well, Seth's going to be at the top of his game. Seth, am I right that it's going to be a 100% effort to make sure it's the best tasting hot dog out there? Exactly, 100%. Listen, Ableton Hyman, I mean, I work with a lot of brands in, in what I do, and um, I really I really love working with their products because they really do have the best tasting hot dogs out there. So yeah. um, we know that at least the hot dog will taste good. I, I was telling – I, I, you know, I know people will think this is a setup, but it's not. I was telling Seth right before this call that I spoke yesterday in person with a real kosher meat expert. I'm talking about somebody for the last 30, 40 years. And they said to me, okay. a-, a and H clearly has the best glot kosher hot dog out there. So, yes, I, uh, I agree. Yeah, I, I, I agree as well. As well. All right, Hani, uh, give me a word on the zucchini, uh, ba- the zucchini basil soup. How did the zucchini basil soup get to the homepage of Hani of uh, Busy in Brooklyn rather dot com? Busy in Brooklyn dot com. <laughs> um, it's a super easy recipe. I just made it on my Instagram stories for dinner the other week, and everyone was messaging questions and wanting me to post it, so I did, but it's super easy, and we all need soups in the winter, so. Yeah, I love soup in the winter and actually during the entire year. All right, if you want to check it out, the zucchini basil soup is being featured now on busyinbrooklyn.com. Connie Applebaum, she is busy in Brooklyn, and she's one of the judges on Tuesday. We'll see her there at Kosher Fest, and Seth, we look forward to this. Anybody out there who wants to try to get into the last slot, anybody out there who wants to compete... And possibly win the big cash prize, uh, which is, what is it, a $400 gift card, if I'm not mistaken, right? Right. So there are three prizes. Uh, uh, There's a $400 cash gift card for the first place winner, as well as a trophy, um, an e-book that uh, Hani is uh, providing, and a cookbook that Miriam is providing, for uh, Miriam uh, uh, Overtime Cook, Pascal. And uh, second place is going to get a $200 gift card, and third place will get a $100 gift card. All right, so there's a lot. And everyone will receive hats and T-shirts right. uh, when they participate uh, in the contest. So there's a lot at stake on Tuesday. We'll be live starting at 2 p.m. Eastern time. Everybody will be able to see it on Facebook Live. And our very own Naomi Nachman, of course, is going to be there. will be part of her Friday show as well. It's going to be an exciting week as we all celebrate the best-dressed kosher hot dog with our friends at Abel's and Hyman. Hani, busy in Brooklyn. Thanks so much for getting up early and joining us. Much appreciated. We'll see you Tuesday. Sure. And Seth, we'll see you Tuesday as well. Cook up those hot dogs. We're getting ready to taste some really interesting and creative ones. Looking forward to it. And just please remind everybody to go to our uh, Facebook page, our Instagram oh, page. thank you. That's uh, that the contest. Right. That was the last thing I was in the middle of saying is that anybody out there wants the last slot. If you want to be a contestant Tuesday at the first ever Kosher Best Dressed Hot Dog Contest, all you got to do is go to the Facebook profile of Abels and Hyman. That's A&H. Go to the Facebook profile and or go to their Instagram presence, Abels and Hyman, A&H. 
and all the details about how you could become the last contestant among the list uh, are all there. And to take care of that, and if you're chosen, you'll be there Tuesday with us. We'll introduce you as one of the contestants, and you might be the big winner. Thank you, Seth. We'll see you Tuesday. Thank you so much. Plenty more coming up on a Thursday at JM in the AM. J.M. in the A.M. with a brand new single from Micha Gammerman called Marabu. This is a brand new one from Shua Lairfield. 
Shul Airfield is out with a song called The Note. Brand new for you at JM in the AM. Yeah. 
just one more thing I ask new song from Shua Learfield. Uh, it's called The Note. Uh, best place for brand new Jewish music for you right here at JM in the AM. Rebbits and Dr. Adina Schmidman is with us. She's going to be joining us coming up next in the 8 o'clock hour. And America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners sponsored digital radio around the world on the web at NachumSingle.com on the NachumSingle Network and of course on the beloved NSN app. J.M. in the A.M. on a Thursday morning broadcast. Full day, of course, on our network, as you would suspect, all through the day. The Orthodox Union, the nation's oldest and largest umbrella organization for the Orthodox Jewish community, today announced the creation, this goes back to October 24th, announced the creation of the Department of Women's Initiatives to coordinate all of the OU's Programming for Women. Rebitson Dr. Adina Schmidman, who's with us in studio, will lead the new department, which will be committed to advancing the spiritual, religious, and communal involvement of women at all stages of life and within all segments of the Orthodox community. Rebitson Schmidman is known as a dynamic community leader and teacher for more than two decades in New York, Alabama, and Pennsylvania. Serves currently as the Rebbitzin in the Lower Marion Synagogue in Ballot Kinwood, founding chair of the Rebbitzin Elaine Wolf Rebbitzin to Rebbitzin Mentoring Program at Yeshiva University's Center for the Jewish Future. She began as director of the Department of Women's Initiatives on November the 1st of this year. Rebbitzin Dr. Adina Schmidman, welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. I greatly appreciate that. Um, I guess the, the I guess the first thing to ask is why did the OU create this new position? The OU's been working on this position for a very long time. They're highly committed and realize the power of women and what women bring to the table and what women can contribute 
And they're very excited to launch this and throw a lot of resources and, uh, I guess, woman power (laughs) behind it. Has there been a lack of, from your perspective, has there been a lack of attention to women's programming, to uh, women's uh, efforts in the Jewish community in the United States to this point? Like what, how would you evaluate how the women's role is, uh, is seen uh, until sure till now? I'm not sure if I would say lack of programming, but I think that recognizing what women bring to the table, I think that there can be, and this is a particular opportunity to really expand and enrich the opportunities and capitalize on the strengths that women introduce both to their homes and to their communities. And is this an effort to bring women into more leadership roles in our community? Is it a... I think so. I think the the effort is to recognize where women can contribute, to figure out within communities, within shuls, what leadership positions are available, obviously within the parameters of Orthodox Judaism. Right. And take those opportunities and utilize them to the best of women's abilities. How will all this manifest itself? What, what changes will we see? What uh, progress will be made because of what? Because of what tangible or somewhat tangible things that are going to be going on? I think that's a really great question. We're looking at national programming, so we're looking at expanded Torah opportunities. We're obviously working, we're coming through a portal of Torah. Right. We're looking at community learning opportunities. We're looking at addressing particular needs of women within the scope of wellness, mental health issues, uh, issues that, are, that present themselves and can be uh, further explored for for women, we're looking at standardization of practice, uh, leadership training, and taking the role roles that already exist and giving women the skills and the resources to uh, really capitalize on the positions that they're in and to advance further. I guess. All right. Now that the formal part of this conversation <laughs> has taken place and the the press release analysis has concluded. Right. Now, now you and I can actually schmooze about the importance of this whole thing. There are many who would say that there, there, that there really is no formal um, program uh, for women needed, uh, you know, whether it be in this country or really anywhere else. And, and what we just need to do is to continue to enhance the role of the Rebbitsons and other, you know, women's leadership around the country, and to influence those younger women that they interact with. You know, to get more involved and to be more educated, etc. If not for the pressure from other segments of the community to formalize the role of women in religious life in our community, would we even need to to answer with this type of initiative? I don't feel that the initiative is necessarily answering to something. I think that it's looking at what women can contribute and investing in women because by investing in women you're really investing in the community and on a for, whole and formalizing it and formalizing making it. it an official program has a benefit i'm I, not being skeptical by yeah, the way no, i, I, I want to understand i yeah I, there I think definitely so. is a benefit it could go further it could be it could be it's more structured so right. you have you know you have a lot of resources that are now being targeted uh 
results that are being measured. So you you can you can track this. So it's not just you know sort of dumping things in a you know on the community in a haphazard way. You have a method of rolling something out and tracking it and and doing it in a process driven way. And I think that that's very important in uh, creating impactful programming that uh, programming that can be replicated, programming that can be sustained, and programming that's valuable. All right. Uh, Representative Adina Schmidman is here talking about the brand new uh, OU's creation at the Department of Women's Initiatives, which has begun earlier this month. Um, I'm amazed at some of the efforts that are made, especially among the younger women in our community, um, to advance in some of the areas you mentioned, whether it's Torah study, whether it's leadership roles, whether it's being active in the community, whether it's taking a role in different parts of this country in different ways, which you've done, quite obviously. Um, and I wonder if it's much different than what was going on in our community, I don't know, 20, 30, 40 years ago. Do you see a, a certain type of energy or a certain type of, um, of um, commitment that younger women in our community, I'm speaking specifically now, Orthodox young Jewish women that are making, uh, which is much further and much better than it was years ago? I think today there are a lot of distractions, and perhaps that's the reason why it needs to be formalized in this way. Truthfully, I brought in yesterday to the office a picture of my great-grandmother standing in a row of women with Eleanor Roosevelt. And my great-grandmother was the head of the Yeshiva University's women's organization as well as the Chavetz Chaim's women's organization. And that was in the 1930s, 40s, 50s. Women have been involved and been involved Actively, my grandmother was a very active Rebbitzin in the Great Neck Synagogue for over 50 years. So it's not that women haven't been involved, but I think when you want to draw women in in today's day and age, I think having a formalized structure allows women to access programming in a way that facilitates them carrying it forward. And I think there's so much going on today. Right, the busyness makes it necessary. I think so. Because otherwise people are not focused, they're just And I think there are also women are juggling a lot. And I once heard a great line, or or I would say a great metaphor, that... You know there are a lot of there are a lot of balls up in the air. The question is, you know, what's made? Which ball is rubber? Which ball is crystal? How, How do you how do you how do you navigate that? So I think by sort of laying this out and uh, creating something that's deliverable to the communities uh, coming from the national office right. of the Orthodox Union, and they have the regional and then the local, along with Yachad, NCSY, JLIC, Synagogue and Community Services, you, you now can take these programs and you have the way to, to move them out. You have a latent brain trust within the Orthodox Union, within all these departments, that can be tapped into. So it's it's very very exciting. Herbert and Adina Schmidman is here. Are you inviting women from around the country to take formal roles to be part of I don't know a board or committee or? So we are looking at developing a think tank. Uh, and what's wonderful is I've already heard from women. Yeah, what's the un- reaction? Unsolicited, who have reached out. Women who I've interacted with. One woman reached out to me. I haven't heard. I haven't seen her in a very long time and reached out with a very positive email and saying that she would like to be involved. And then I heard from a Rebbitzin in Los Angeles who I've never met who 
we ended up having a conversation yesterday, and it was exceptionally valuable, and she has insight. So I think there's so many women who want to be involved, want to contribute. I find that from every conversation that I have, there's there's something to learn, something to grab onto, and <laughs> I use the metaphor uh, or the imagery of being in a candy store. It's <laughs> just we have to pace ourselves <laughs> because right. there's there's so much that can be done in a creative uh energizing wonderful way in a positive way and we just need to put that together to be able to move these things out some might argue and i don't mean to belabor this but today's the day to do it because going forward we're not going to be able to some might argue that a lot of this has been done before some might argue that you know when you when you look at the ou for instance with their vast programming you know attracting so many people uh, and much of it, and a lot of it, I should say, you know, two two women, you know, programming that that is attractive to women around the country. Um, some might say that a lot of this has already been happening. That a lot of this has been, you know, out there in a somewhat formal manner. And we're standing on those shoulders and using those programs to move even uh, further. Right. So it's not, you know, we're not necessarily reinventing the wheel. I think in some respects we are in terms of different ideas. We obviously want to bring a sense of freshness and newness and creativity to the table, certainly. Uh, but I think sometimes it's taking the same program, repackaging it and reframing it and, you know, utilizing what already exists. It does not have to be something exclusively, you know, brand new. Rabbits and Dr. Adina Schmidman is here. I, I, I assume this has already happened, but I would guess that there are women who never would have brought certain things to the table. But now because there's a woman in your position, in this extended leadership position, now they're prepared or they're more comfortable to you know, discuss certain things or to discuss you know, what they feel needs to be done for them in the community. I hope so. I mean, that's the intent, that there is now an address for women right. to approach, and not just women. I was at a program on Monday, the NCSY Jump program, and I sat on a panel. Uh, we were uh, presenting the idea of a synagogue uh, challenge for these young uh, students, and one young woman approached me saying that she, uh, in her community, she does not see her Rebbiton as a role model, and who should she look toward if she wants Right. To, you know, to have that role. To model. emulate somebody. To emulate somebody. And I, I think not in a self-promotional way, but by the nature of the, of the department, it's, it's putting women on, on the radar. Uh, it's allowing access to women uh, in a way that can showcase women's roles and opportunities for young women. So it's not just about programming, but it's giving uh, it's giving the community access to women figures in a very healthy, active way. And hopefully, some of the young people will emulate them and, and want to be like them and, and and assume the same positions that they're assuming now at some future time. Correct. Um, do you enjoy being a Rebbiton? I love being a Rebbiton. And you would describe it as what? As fun? As you know, what, what words would you use to describe the experience of being a Rebbiton in a community? F fun works its way in or not? <laughs> not? I don't know if I would use the word fun. I would use the word impactful. Right. I would use the word, I guess a, a similar word to impactful, far-reaching. 
So it's enjoyable because you feel you make a difference. You feel the progress. You feel the, you know, being on the road to something and, and making, you know, progress on that road. I think that I feel like I can contribute in a way that really helps people and touches people and allows people to connect and have a resource. It's an opportunity to give in a very profound way. It's a sense of responsibility. It's not, right. you know, I, and I don't, I don't treat it lightly. I treat it with reverence and respect. It's, a, it's an important position to be in. And, and that's really why we launched the Rebetzin Elaine Wolf, Allah Shalom, Rebetzin to Rebetzin Mentoring Program. It's named for my grandmother, who was my role model in, in so many ways. She was a fabulous grandmother, but the fact that she and I had this, uh, this uh, connection point was invaluable. And we would discuss not only when I brought things t- to her table or to her desk, but she would talk to me about issues that she was struggling with. Hmm. And, you know, at the, in her, well into her late 80s, she was approached by... Uh, Where was she? What community? She was, she was in Great Neck, mm-hmm. Long Island. Uh, my grandparents came there in 1956. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had been in Molden, Massachusetts first oh, wow. for two years, and then Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania for six years, and then they came to Great Neck. Uh, they, about six years of, after coming to Great Neck, my grandfather came to my grandmother and said, Elka, Texas, Texas is the next frontier, to which my grandmother responded, that's nice. I'm not leaving Great Neck. And she never did. Uh, of course, my grandfather stayed in Great Neck, too. And they, they built what Great Neck is today is really largely a measure to my grandparents' leadership. And obviously, uh, Rabbi and Rebetzin Lerner came, and they helped to develop the community, the Young Israel, and then the Persian community. But when my grandparents came, the shul was in a house. There was no mikvah, no Eruv, uh, certainly no kosher restaurants. Uh, the day school was was just a fledgling day school. My Birmingham was similar in, in when you got to Birmingham? Um, was there a mikvah in Birmingham? There was a mikvah in Birmingham. Uh, there was no Eruv. Uh, there was an Eruv running from the house to the school, <laughs> which was next door to each <laughs> other. Uh, it, in certain ways similar, in certain ways very different. Great Neck had tremendous potential because right. it was in the New York, you know, area, the New York right. area. Birmingham, you know, the challenge is how do you bring... Uh, authentic, you know, practice to a community where it's not the norm and it's not even in the sort of greater orbit of, of people and the way they think. So my grandmother was approached, she was well into her 80s, by uh, an older uh, rabbinic figure if she could uh, navigate a very dicey family situation. And she called me up and she said... <laughs> I'm in my 80s. Why am I dealing with it? And, it was one of those new situations. Oh, huh? my gosh. And you know what? She brought shalom to this family in in a way that only she could. And that ability to really to have people's ear, but also to for people to know that they have your ear, for people to know that there's a place to come to when they're struggling with, something and it could be something that's big or it could be something that's you know that's just resolvable in one visit but you have an address right. to come to and and that to me is just uh it's very very powerful um why has your husband's synagogue in the philadelphia area grown as much as it has recently great question so we're very fortunate that we 
we're a university town mm. and that we have an automatic feeder in and obviously we don't take anything for granted right. but we have so many schools in the area that graduate students are coming uh in the droves but what we've seen of late is that the entire community infrastructure has really stepped up and the school system we have new schools on the block and all of that has created opportunities for for people to explore philadelphia not just as students but if they've come as students to remain and to come not just at that sort of junior level but to come in already established and coming for jobs but jobs where they're you know moving it's a lateral move or maybe an advancement, but it's they're right. coming in with high school students, elementary school students, not you know, not as newly married couples. So it's very, very exciting. We how long have you been there? We're there now ten years. Oh wow! Uh, we lived in Birmingham for nine years. But what's particularly exciting is we actually dedicated last week a ten-room mikvah, freestanding mikvah, the Lower Marion community. Totally brand new. To- from totally brand new, uh, we the shul. Pr- purchased the property, but it's the Lower Marion Community Mikvah, so we were able to get all the community, Orthodox community institutions involved uh, and committed to the project. We're now all praying for rain in Philadelphia. Gishmei <laughs> <laughs> uh, bracha. It's soon coming, I'm sure. We had, uh, we had a live from the Bohr report yesterday that we still need more rain, so uh, everyone, you can keep praying for rain in Philadelphia. Uh, and we're very excited. It speaks volumes for the community. We had over 500 people at the Mikvah dedication and we, it's a community that's thriving and unified and just has potential to keep, uh, keep growing. Baruch Hashem, it's uh, wonderful. Uh, Robertson, Dr. Adina Schmidman is here. She is the, uh, the leader of the brand new uh, OU uh, creation, the Department of Women's Initiatives. By the way, we didn't uh, mention um, what I think is, is important. There are a lot of female scholars in our community who are relatively unknown. Some are known. Some are, are not known. And there are a lot of synagogues, I believe, in the United States, Orthodox synagogues, uh, that are open to the idea of, of female scholars and residents visiting and, and lecturing. But they may maybe just have, to this point just either didn't know about them or didn't know that there's you know uh, there's there are people who can help them coordinate this. this is going to be one of the things that's coming out of your office? So I would say my office is partnering with the newly formed Speakers Bureau mm. that the OU – began, uh, I, would, my, uh, I think my understanding is that it began within the last year right. of really gathering together women scholars, male scholars, uh, rabbis, rebbitsons, teachers, people who have talent, but particularly on the women's side, uh, the Orthodox Union is prepared to help and facilitate getting those scholars into schools around the country and making that happen so that these women have the opportunity to contribute and to be on the, if you will, playing field right. uh, rather than sort of uh, kept in their own, uh, in their own communities. I would bet that there are many young women in our community nationwide who would be inspired and would, would uh, want to dedicate more time to their own Torah study if they saw Women like you just described come to their community, and I uh, think so, and that yeah. and that's really the goal. Get the women out there. Let these young women see. Let these young women have conversations with uh, with women of that caliber. And I think it's it's all it's super exciting. Yeah. Well, you seem to be excited about all of this. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> and I'm we, glad that's coming through. <laughs> it certainly is. And we wish you the best of luck in this. It's going to be uh, very interesting as we uh, watch a uh, what I would call a, a formalization, a, uh, um, a, a more formal um, uh, department as the OU has, um, uh, has founded, uh, dealing with women's initiatives. Uh, the Orthodox Union, uh, they uh, announced the creation of the Department of Women's Initiatives to coordinate all of the OU's programming for women. Robinson Dr. Adina Schmidman, who's here this morning, is now leading the department, which is committed to advancing the spiritual, religious, and communal involvement of women at all stages of life and within all segments of the Orthodox community has, uh, I know there are rabbis who've written books about their experiences. Has any Robinson ever written a book about their experience? It's <laughs> a really good question. Yeah. I actually wrote one page of a book. It was going to be called, uh, <laughs> don't, don't, by the way, do not look for it anytime <laughs> soon <laughs> yeah. on Amazon. Uh, but it's, uh, the t- I had a title. Uh, it's it was called, t- I never thought 10 was such a big number. Dr- <laughs> Dreidels in Dixie. So I, I think that there are here and there books about Rebitsons. Uh I, I remember actually ironically in the library in Birmingham finding a book about Rebitsons. Go no. Right. <laughs> I, I think it's very valuable to, for people to hear what what is it like to be a Rebitson. So uh, I think that at this point um, with – Congregants still moving around. I'm not sure if my book is coming out soon, but I think it's very valuable for people to to hear about this role and the really the impact and reach that a Rebbitzin has. We do have role models positioned in each community, and right. the, the the question really is how can Rebbitzins understand their impact and their reach, and that's really why the mentoring program was set up so that more experienced Rebitsons can mentor younger Rebitsons and allow Rebitsons to find their voice and their confidence in their role. I would think the rabbinic experience would differ depending on the type and style of the Rebitson that is in that community. I would agree. Yeah. And and that's a challenge because Rebitsons don't come in having been trained. Right. And... The question is, what's in their toolbox? And for many of them, there's really not much in their toolbox. Maybe they, if they come from a rabbinic family, they already have an right, advantage. Right, they might be familiar. If their husband comes from a rabbinic family, they may have an advantage. Right. But they may not have the skills to help them be as effective as they possibly can. But it's even more than just skills to be effective. It's the confidence and the understanding of their own role and their own uh their own pers- what they personally bring to the table. And that's very, very challenging. Um, for some Rebitsons, this is not what they really envisioned their life <laughs> role to be. They all didn't sign up for this. Right? Correct. And so ha- how do you work through that? So I-, I think having a mentor really allows a woman to explore that in a way that's uh, safe. And there's a sense of trust. And there is... Uh, in fact, it's next week, the Yeshiva University Center for the Future, Rebetzin's Yarche Kala, that creates a uh, venue to help with the training. In fact, we're excited that the mentoring program, which began at the Center for the Jewish Future at Yeshiva University, is now going to be a part. This, it, the mentoring program is now going to be a partnership between the Orthodox Union's 
Department for Women's Initiatives and Yeshiva University. So that's right. wonderful that we're now going to increase the scope, increase the reach, because again, if you if you give support to the Rebbitons, you're really uh, helping the rabbinic couple and the community, meaning the 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 mm-hmm. uh, way to to reach so many people through is through that through uh, investing in the Rebbitson. Well, I think that well, that's wonderful, and I think in general this new initiative is great because I think it's going to uh, increase the desire of young women out there to be more involved, to find out more about the community, and to um, and to dedicate themselves more. To, I hope so to Torah and community. Um, Rebbitson, Dr. Adina Schmidman, the brand new director of the Department of Women's Initiatives at the OU. I thank you for spending all this time with us this morning. Thank you. A pleasure and good luck. <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> Hatzlach More coming up. You're listening to a Thursday morning edition of JM in the AM.
Jam in the AM. That's Yehuda Green Thursday morning as we get closer and closer to Shabbos Chayei Sarah. Nesiatava to those who are heading to uh, Israel today for Chayei Sarah in Hebron. Today is the 79th year since Kristallnacht, November the 9th, excuse me, November the 9th of 1938. If you're a, a teacher, a Rebbe, a Mora, make sure your students know about uh, this date and why it's important. November the 9th, 1938, 79 years ago. Um, tomorrow, Veterans Day is being observed, even though it's on uh, Shabbos. So alternate side of the street parking regulations are suspended in New York City tomorrow. And I bet you that announcement is extremely helpful to some of our New York listeners. Hey, the Congregation Tamatora of Flopush is Rabbi Glasser, Rabbi Yaakov Glasser, this coming Saturday night on the topic of ascending Harabayat in history, halacha, and hashkafa. That's this coming Saturday night at 8.15. Lecture at the Talmud Torah of Flopush, 1305 Coney Island Avenue in Brooklyn, New York. Check it out and enjoy. I'm sure it's going to be great. Project Witness presents a unique program for educators on the 70th anniversary of the Nuremberg Doctors' Trials. The inhumane ethic of Nazi medicine. Rabbit's and Dina Spiro will speak on that. The practical impact of Nazi extermination on today's Jewish bioethics. Dr. Irving Leibovic will speak about that. All this Sunday at 10 a.m. at the new seminary on East 12th Street in Brooklyn, New York. Information 718 Witness. Again, that's 718 Witness for information. Mazal tov to all the honorees of the NCSY annual gala. Serena and Rabbi Moshe Benevitz, Esti and Benjamin Kamenetsky, Sharona and Jeffrey Weinberg, Julia and Joe Macy will be remembered in a memorial tribute. They'll all be recognized as coming Sunday, November 12th at the Cradle of Aviation Museum. Go to their website, NCSY's annual gala is this coming Sunday. Uh, Yeshiva Nishay, uh, rather the Nishay of Yeshiva Derechaim has their big auction on Sunday, as we discussed with Rabbi Gifter earlier in the week. The uh, website is joyauction.org, joyauction.org, and that's important because you can support and you can win prizes and get prizes from anywhere around the world just by going on the website, joyauction.org, for more information. And I want to thank the Young Israel of Fort Lee. Their Adult Education Institute has me at a lunch and learn this coming Monday at noon. The Young Israel of Fort Lee Adult Education Institute has me at uh, 12 o'clock Monday. I hope everybody comes on out. The topic is 35 years. The more things change, the more they stay the same. Oh, I have a lot of people in my life that would say that, all right? That's the topic for Monday. I hope to see you at the Young Israel of Fort Lee for their lunch and learn this coming Monday. Big shout-out to our friends at Bedford-on-Park. You know what Bedford-on-Park is all about. They're all about delicious food under the leadership of Chef Alex. Have you tried his 22-ounce bone-in ribeye? Have you tried his lamb bacon? Have you tried his Bedford burger? Have you tried his delicious coconut creme brulee for dessert? He's amazing. And right now, um, Bedford-on-Park is open on Saturday night because we've changed the clock. So Bedford-on-Park is open on Saturday night at 61 East 34th Street in New York City. They are also open Thanksgiving, so get your reservations in. And, of course, if you want a great corporate party for up to 150 people, for your clients, for your colleagues, for your staff, then guess what? Bedford-on-Park is the perfect place, northwest corner of 34th and Park. In New York City. Contact them today, bedfordkitchen.com, bedfordkitchen.com. They are taking reservations for your holiday parties and Hanukkah celebrations. Bedford on Park. Make sure to mention you heard about it here on uh, JM in the AM.
All right. 8.36 in the morning. A reminder, Charlie Harari at 9 o'clock with Unlocking Greatness. Spin class, Michael Fragan and Phil Goldfeder will unpack Election Day 2017 at 9.30. At 10 o'clock, Jew in the City Speaks with Allison Josephs. 10.30 for Miriam L. Wallach. She'll speak about Team Yachad with running coach, Coach Jazz. That's between 10.30 and 11. Live lunch between 11 and 1. Make sure to tune in. You never know what may happen. Throwback Thursday at 1 o'clock features my conversation from 2006 with Rebbitz and Jungreis of Blessed Memory. Must have been a good one. I'll tell you that much. Uh, that's coming up between 1 and 4 o'clock Eastern Time. And then tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, it's Mark Zamek and the uh, Erev Shabbos show brought to you by our friends at Kedem. Make sure to be tuned in. The Erev Shabbos show is tonight at 7 o'clock. And I thank Mark Zamek. For, um, for hosting it. All righty. Um, brand new music from the New York Boys Choir. They are next at JM in the AM.
J.M. in the A.M. Thursday morning with Lipa. Chove. 
Before that, Zevi Weinstein and Ari Tzuker together with Shir Shol Shevach. Mordechai Shapiro and Lacha. You heard Marvin Besimcha done by the uh, New York Boys Choir, and that's a song that belongs in the month of Adar. But you know what? Let's be Marvin Besimcha all year round. Why not? Hit <laughs> JM in the AM on a Thursday. Whole lineup coming up. That's right, 9 o'clock, just a couple of minutes from now for Charlie Harari and Unlocking Greatness. Spin class. That's uh, Michael Fragan and Phil Goldfeder at 9.30, unpacking the election day of 2017. 10 o'clock for Jew in the City Speaks with Allison Josephs. 10.30, Miriam L. Wallach, and that's life. She'll speak about Team Yachad with their running coach, Coach Jazz, between 10.30 and 11. 11 a.m., I do my live lunch. You never know what may happen during a Thursday live lunch, so I suggest you tune in. Throwback Thursday at 1 o'clock is a JM in the AM episode with Rebbits and Jungreis from 2006. My gosh. That'll be interesting to listen to. Erev Shabbos show with Mark Zamek starts at 7 o'clock, brought to you by our wonderful friends at Kedem, 7 p.m. Eastern time tonight for the Erev Shabbos show. Conducted by Mr. Zamek. Uh, what else? Tomorrow morning, Friday, JM in the AM. Make sure to be tuned in between 6 and 9. Naomi Nachman at 9 o'clock. Abels and Hyman, uh, we spoke with Seth and Khani earlier. If you want to try to get that last spot on Tuesday's big contest at Kosher Fest, the best dressed kosher hot dog eating contest, not eating, best dressed kosher hot dog contest, go to the uh, Abels and Hyman Instagram page or the Abels and Hyman Facebook page. You'll be able to get the information about how you can become the Final contestant in that lineup. Yes, yes, yes. The final contestant for Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern time. Wrapping things up on a Thursday morning with Yaakov Shweki. Thank you for listening to JM in the AM.
Brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world on the web at NachumSingle.com. On the NachumSingle Network and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. I want to thank our friends at OnlySimchas.com. OnlySimchas.com continues to utilize our content for a whole bunch of stories that they post. And they are posting a whole lot of stories in the Jewish world, not only... Uh, Simcha news, but great Simcha news and other stories as well. Check them out every single day, OnlySimchas.com. OnlySimchas.com. If you want to sponsor part or all of a JM and the AM broadcast, go to FJBUnity.org. That's FJBUnity.org, Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting. FJBUnity.org, and we thank you. And if you're using the old JM and the AM app, you got to switch to the Nahum Siegel Network app. The JM and the AM app is going to become obsolete very soon. Switch to the Nahum Siegel Network app and have a wonderful Thursday. Till tomorrow, Nahum Siegel reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.